well, these are unprecedented times. These are difficult times. And to help us at least get a grasp of what's happening with our economy, we have a resident economist, Andrew Pyle from the Pyle Group, Scotiabank Cloud Wealth Management. Andrew, uh, how we look in this is uh, obviously frightening for everybody. What are the economists thinking? Well, every day and every week we come in, John, things change. This is such a fluid uh, issue that we're dealing with. And, and I'm trying to think back and all the times that we've talked, John, how many topics have we countlessly gone after every week? Uh, and I can't think of one. So just tells you how fluid this environment is. We talk about the virus, the impacts on the economy almost every Monday now. Uh, one of the things I want to ask you about um, is we're now hearing uh, the government uh, on many levels, but certainly the federal government coming in with all kinds of assurances that there's money there to help with this, there's money there to help with that. Um, but, I mean, they can't just print the money. How is this going to affect this economy long term? Well, I think the, the big picture here is really what are we dealing with? So it's not a mm. typical economic recession. And I think to your first question, John, where are economists standing right now? Um, two to four weeks ago, when we really started to see the impact of the virus on the markets, on on us as a people, uh, the feeling then was that we could perhaps maybe dodge the bullet, that we may not get a recession. That view has now changed. Economists, broadly speaking, believe that we are going to get a recession. The only debate out there right now is really how bad of a recession will it be? So back to the government, the government clearly seeing that this is almost an inevitability, has to do something. So the measures have to be bigger. And I would argue that had they been bigger four weeks ago, we probably wouldn't be in the state we are right now with respect to the markets. Um, but even there, the governments every week have to uh, respond to a different threat or a different realization of where this economy is. So they have to be big, John. They, and basically, they're going to pull out all the stops, whether it means putting money to basically flood the economy, give people a paycheck. I think that's what you have to do right now. These uh, measures to turn uh, auto uh, makers into uh, health, uh, you know, health product makers, uh, this kind of shift, it kind of reminds me of, you know, a war effort. Uh, mm-hmm. Is this going to help the economy or, or is it is it an underlying way to help the economy or is it simply a way to just get through this because we need the stuff? I think it's definitely the latter, John. And I think, you know, as most people that are listening to the show this morning would agree that they're, they're interconnected because if you could provide the health care at this state and time, if you could provide the supplies, the personnel to deal with this so that we don't get overwhelmed, um, if we were to see something like Italy happen in Canada, then ex- this is exactly going to help calm people down, that we're not going to be overwhelmed. At the same time, uh, people are working. People are making things. And, as, you know, I've had a lot of people stop me on the road saying, you know, we've shut the economy down, which is not correct. The economy is still working. We're just working at a much lower capacity. And that's why we're seeing the impact on these, you know, GDP numbers. And, you know, where's unemployment going to go? The key thing is that this, at the end of the day, is relatively or going to be relatively a short-term event, provided they can deal with the economy. The virus will eventually dissipate. I think the challenge now is what kind of an economy is it going to leave in its wake? And that's why governments are realizing they've got to be a lot more aggressive now. If you have money in the markets, should you be pulling it out until after? I mean, because everyone says it's fluid, which means no one knows where it's going. Would it be best just to get out of the market now? Uh, that's an excellent question, John. And I've told people that basically you've got to look at this 
in terms of what your time horizon is. I mean, if you're an extremely old person right now, um, I would have argued probably shouldn't have been in the market to a great extent anyways. However, if you have a very long time horizon, if you're saving for retirement, um, I think you want to look at this and not jump ship and not panic sell um, because eventually, as we've seen with 2008, 2009, as we've seen with 2000 to 2002, when we've had these big drops in the market, uh, the markets do come back. The economy writes itself. So I would not be panic selling at this point, especially if you have a very long time horizon, John. But this is uh, interesting news. If folks want uh, more uh, reassurance or just even more uh, uh, questions that we didn't get to, because I'm sure there's so many, uh, where, where should they go and, and where can they connect with you? Well, John, we've been covering this for a long time now. It seems like a long time. It's been only about a month and a half. But we've put a lot of stuff up on our website at pilotgroup.ca, uh, including our newsletters where we've dealt with many of these topics. We put a uh, um, teleconference call out last week. But uh, listeners can contact me through that website, and they'll also find other links to our research uh, pertaining to the virus and the impact on the economy. Andrew, thank you for joining us here on Talk to the Town. My pleasure, John and Mel. You guys have a safe and wonderful week.